Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Point of Origin, episode 27. Don't come in on this episode, God, if you're no. The podcast where we, well, by we, Stargate, proves yet again that Daniel Jackson can pick up a girl on any planet. With very little effort. <laughs> With very little effort and resources. <laughs> I mean, can you blame a girl? I mean, I, I, I'm literally... <laughs> To this day, every time he comes up in anything, like for example, we were watching, um, Eric and I were watching uh, Altered Carbon Season 2, oh, yeah? which credit to the cast for doing their jobs, it wasn't their fault the season sucked. <laughs> it wasn't their fault, it was nowhere near as good as the first season, but whatever. Anywho, uh, there's a brief moment where Daniel, uh, where he, Michael Shakes is in it, he plays a, a founder asshole, and again, he's barely in it, yeah. but he's, um, the, he's the guy who uh, brings Anthony Mackie into the he's the he's the instigating factor that brings uh-huh. him into it and immediately dies in the explosion or sorry that's a thing from um a different thing I was watching um he immediately dies afterwards as soon as he outlives his usefulness kind of thing yeah. but yeah it's really fucking great because it was like holy shit it's Michael Shanks and Eric's just like oh, yeah all right and we got to watch the scene like six times aren't we because I was just <laughs> talking through it non fucking stop nice. I don't care this it's like when I saw him that one time in that, that town that's besieged by demons. The leader guy who ends up, you know, that they run into that leads them into their town in the beginning of the episode, that's Michael Shanks. It's not that he's not distinctive looking or anything like that. It's just he has his style, manner, everything about him that's just very recognizable. Yeah. And a lot of it was cemented, obviously, in his earlier work. Yes. Which this episode is such a good example of. God, yes. This episode um, lets him shine in honestly, ways we haven't had a chance. I don't think he's had a chance to shine quite like this. No, nope, like nope. he's had some really good opportunities in episodes, but this is a Daniel tour de force. Yeah, honestly, yeah, and it explores. Like we've definitely touched on our theories about him, who his personality, how he, who you know how he is, and everything. Yeah, but obviously it's all just wondering, you know, yeah. thinking and stuff. But this obviously explores some things that they're willing to put onto paper mm-hmm. officially about him, and I like it because it shows. The parts of us that are all like that, for example, because, you know, addiction being what it is yeah. will bring out certain behaviors. Absolutely, yeah. A it certain kind of behavior. And, of the worst yeah. Um, and so on. So it's like, they're willing to put lots of stuff on paper there that's not technically like a, um, a Daniel Jackson only kind of trait. Mm-hmm. However, how he um, reacts to his yeah. weakness yeah. and everything is very different. It's also and I another enjoy it. great moment of paying attention to the continuity of their own series mm-hmm. because what he gets addicted to is something that out of the whole team he's been in, uh, exposed to the most. Exactly. So far. Yeah, plus I mean, he's to be fair, he's primed. Right. No, it's you're, you're not you are not wrong at all and it definitely is definitely part of continuity. I'm mostly just being a jackass for this little nitpick I'm going to say. It's just in real drugs, obviously. Of course, everybody's body is different. So yeah. Some people have a higher susceptibility yeah, yeah, yeah. of So it's obviously more exposure will definitely increase your likelihood. It's just, oh, yeah. but on the other hand, um, I, I'm using my being a jerk about it, like, I always tell people, if you're going to try a drug, go for it. I mean, your body, your your rules, just don't do heroin because literally your first try alters your brain chemistry permanently for life. So, woo! Well, I will, I will point out as an, uh, as an example of comparison, Jack, later on in Abyss, gets put into a sarcophagus at least as many times as he is in this episode. Uh, and Jack doesn't seem to show any signs of addiction. Like, he's not having a good time. Yeah, but... But he's also not showing any signs of addiction. Yeah. So it doesn't... seems like it's something Daniel's just more... Highly susceptible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are Which genetic factors... Exactly. And there's di- there's genetic factors in addiction as well. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so I really do appreciate that 
honestly that that detail because it's it just kind of proves that it's an accurate representation of addiction honestly then the drug of choice yeah. is doesn't really matter what they're what they're using what their trope is whatever their their prop is MacGuffin. there we go there's the word i'm looking yeah. for um because yeah it there's nothing guaranteeing that anybody would have gone that fast or that slow yeah. so it's also honestly a pretty neat way of making it so that they can't rely on sarcophagus when they find oh hell yeah because now they know the risks yeah. of it hell yeah plus i really like the honestly i just it just makes sense that there would be a trade-off. Yeah, absolutely. For example... Especially because it's regular, regularly used by Goal wolves right? who are parasites in human bodies. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it makes sense. I um, I just... For example, I also like an SGA on... I forgot. It's actually... I think it's a savage. Never mind. In SG-1. Stasis. Stasis technology. Ancient stasis technology uh-huh. isn't perfect. You, It doesn't stop time. It just dramatically slows it. That's why certain storylines can take place over 10,000 years and that person's only looks like they're 90. Because yeah. their body is only 90. They're not going to live a full life. They're yeah. done. <laughs> so it's kind of like that where there's always a downside. There's always, there's not, it's not a perfect system. And I like that because it proves, because technology isn't magic, you know? No. It isn't infallible. And there are always limits of physics. Absolutely. So when you have yeah. a regeneration device that you're, you know, there's got to be a trade. Your 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 be all end all, you know, catch that always you can use, you know, your your whatever trope you want to do. It's it's great that you point out this mm-hmm. flaw in it because it's not a flaw. It's a it's a fact of balance that is the universe. <laughs> There's always balance somewhere. And so, it means yeah. that later on, when they get a hold of sarcophagus, sarcophagus again, they don't have to come up with reasons for them to get destroyed mm-hmm. like they did with Hathor. Yeah, here we go. Like and now they don't have to. Figure it's like the whole thing where you're talking about in um, prisoners, mm-hmm. uh, where you're like, yeah, they're just kind of shooting themselves in the foot with this uh, race that actually has right. high technology. <laughs> they're not shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to getting access to sarcophagus anymore. Using it would be right. shooting yourself in the exactly. Foot. It's like people used to use cocaine to uh, solve their basic ailments. Yeah, it's like to be fair, it got them up and going. Mm-hmm. It got them to work. It was cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> End of story. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, you take from that what you will. <laughs> so, yeah, the sarcophagus will work. Mm-hmm. It's cocaine. <laughs> Your choice, bro. <laughs> so, I, I like that, yeah. I honestly, you wouldn't give people just straight up cocaine. I honestly cocaine. don't remember if, outside of, like, instances like in Abyss where they don't have a choice, obviously, if after this they ever willfully choose to use the sarcophagus. I, I don't... Remember because them, them when doing he it? Gets the, when they... he gets the, um, hmm. the, the Nakwada poisoning where he ascends, they're looking for uh, gold hand devices, mm. not sarcophagus. Yeah, because yeah, he, was, he was dying of radiation poisoning. Yeah, from the, and, the Nequadria. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what radiation, um, not radiation, goddammit, um, what his timeline was. It was pretty quick, but they had enough time that I, because I distinctly remember them going to the Tok'ra, uh-huh. being like, can you get us a hand device and get us somewhere? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because the Tucker don't, don't use sarcophagus. Yeah. They don't use it on purpose because they understand because they what it does. Because they know about yeah. this. Yeah, no, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they believe, what was the line that that one chick says? We believe that when you... I don't remember. I forgot, but she basically... There. She does mention that we believe that it takes away part of your soul to do it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In terms of what or how you define the soul. Yeah. yeah. Your conscience, your... When you literally act and feel like a god, your body is eventually going to forget that it's not one, and you're yeah, going to sure. just, you know, believe your own hype. It so, can just block certain signals it's, in the brain. Pro- honestly, yeah. It's like, for example, why um, speed, you know, gives you euphoria and makes you feel like a god, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, from people who are, you know, who've taken it. Yeah. Decreases all of the inhibitors that tell your body 
to chill out. Like, hey, you're burning through your muscle fibers. You should probably stop doing that. What? As I lift all the cars? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like a fucking god right now. Because <laughs> that's all that's happening. Your brain isn't feeling it. Yeah. So your body isn't feeling it. So yeah, I just, I, I enjoy all the representations, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy what it does to him. No, no. Except I enjoy Michael Shanks acting it out. Yes. <laughs> no, it's exactly, it's, it's, honestly, I was gonna use the word crutch, but it's not a crutch. It's a, um, not a default either. It's a purposeful backdoor of sorts that they put into a potentially magic kind of object mm-hmm. that isn't just for making it so that you can't end your story too soon yeah. because if it wouldn't make sense if you had all this access to technology and how you're taking, how you're taking eight years to kill these people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time is not just like actually factually believable and yeah. all of that kind of way. It just, it literally makes sense on so many different yeah, levels that absolutely. I'm just, I'm honestly just really happy about it. It's a fatal flaw that proves why fatal flaws are necessary. Absolutely. That's exactly what I should have said the first time. There, there you go. we go. Yeah, it makes sense that the gold wouldn't worry about these effects. It makes sense that this happens to Daniel out of all people. <laughs> yeah. So let's be fair. For example, I have a family. Um, on one side of my family, there is a shit ton of addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically yeah, everybody. Genetic. Exactly. Hence why I'm very careful. When I was growing up, my mom was like, hey, we're not going to tell you, like, you know, what to do, but letting you know, you might have literally been born an addict. We mm-hmm. don't necessarily know. You should just be really fucking careful. Yeah. Every single person on your dad's side, literally all of them are alcoholics and on pills. And it's like, just be careful. Yeah. And it's like, that's a good thing yeah, to know. Yeah, that's a good warning right? for a kid. I would like to know that thing. So it's it's terrific. But on that, what goes with it is, um, I, there's definitely a correlation, I think, between high um, potentiality for like mania in general, yeah. whether it's like enthusiasm or fixation mm-hmm. or any of the things that he has already expressed yes. as a personality yes, trait. Yes, he has. <laughs> I can definitely see them kind of going hand in hand with whatever genetic marker can lead towards yeah. addiction mm-hmm. in this Absolutely, case. Absolutely, because, like, it's a fixation. Exactly. And it's, I would never say, like, wherever resistance is worn down that it gets you to become the addict, like, why like, Jack didn't get addicted yeah. as easily. He's also not somebody who lets go in his brain that same way about something. He's also someone who's been trained to resist exactly. torture. Exactly. There's, you know, I don't really know what the elements all are, and all I do know is what I've seen personally, and I could totally believe that... When you're already somebody who's um, highly susceptible to your impulses, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, yeah. but just susceptible to being able to express them mm-hmm. easier and without, you know, as much holdback, I could totally see a connection of some sorts being there Absolutely. and what and yeah. what genetic markers that go towards addiction. No, it makes sense to me. Or you're completely wrong. Either way, it's fun. All right. So. So, I'm Mel. And I'm Liz. Uh, today we're covering Need. Yes. <laughs> which, uh, we already we've know been excited about this. Uh, since we started season one. Season two. Well, season one, too. No, we mentioned in season one, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking about Need from the beginning. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a very good episode. It is, it is episode five of season two. And the synopsis for it, on a mysterious planet. <laughs> okay. Aren't they all technically mysterious? I don't think there's anything especially mysterious about this planet. I, oh, I, you my, know, maybe my biggest... it's the fact that he's pretending to be a gold? Maybe? All I know is they're exploring new planets. Yeah. They're all technically, by definition, mysterious. Oh, God. This whole... This this is a bad synopsis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna burst through it. So Power through. With it. Yeah. On a mysterious planet, Jackson saves the life of a beautiful princess, but his heroics cause the SG-1 team to be taken prisoner. Jackson and the princess fall in love. <laughs> you sure about that? You sure about that, Sean? Yeah, One of those is right. 
But as he struggles to gain his comrades' freedom, his romance could spell doom for them all. This is such a badly written synopsis. The moment you realize the person who wrote that didn't even know that didn't know the character was married. The moment you realize you you just had somebody who doesn't even understand what show they're writing for wrote the synopsis. They watched the episode, but did not watch anything else of Stargate. Oh, well, I think we have uh, our current favorite in terms of which one's the worst. God, so <laughs> bad. Yeah, this has to be someone who's never watched Stargate in their life. Mm-hmm. This whole synopsis. <laughs> well, the episode itself is much better than the synopsis. So, uh, let's go ahead and get to it. Yeah. I like how much we didn't like that synopsis. We are just, like, not even here for it. It's so <laughs> bad. Oh, my God. Bad. Hey, the episode isn't so woo. Yay. Alrighty, we are back. Yes, we are. This episode is probably, um, gonna, it's, it's always funny to me. Yeah. Um, the episodes that we, like, really actually hyped for tend to be ones that, there's not as much to talk not, about. I shouldn't say tense because we're always very excited and our summer episodes are very long. But this is one that, beca- it's a really great episode. We've already talked about it a bunch. That's not the reason why I feel like we're going to get through this pretty quick. It's mostly just because it's the premise isn't that long itself. And as much as we love it and we've talked about all this stuff. It's an uncomfortable premise. Right. And once so you talk about the acting element yeah. that we get through that and everything, it's pretty much all the extra we have about it because this episode is very good in its delivery of its core premise yes. and theme and as a result of that I'm kind of like let's hit let's it do later. it right <laughs> let's, let's let's do it so yeah, on was, that note ugh, that was a hard oh. it's a good episode especially when we're already tired today yeah but still man he's amazing don't yeah, get me wrong uh, just parting the screen a little bit here we recorded two episodes today, or we are recording our second episode right now. I want it on record. I could probably say this with reasonable confidence. Had I, we done this, you know, a different time with full energy level, I'd still be, like, sounding quote-unquote subdued because this episode is what's got me going yeah. quieter now. It has nothing to do with tired. and no, everything no, no, to no. do with the emotional impact of this episode. Because even pausing to like talk over points or so I could finish taking a note or whatever so I didn't miss more of something happening like all of our conversation points were not hyped yeah the most excitable we got in any moment where we paused or even talked over things even when we would have those pauses where we would talk about something that was on happening on the screen or talk about it while it was happening on the screen. The only moments where we really got like excitable about what we were talking about was the big moments of Michael Shanks just yeah. owning the screen exactly. with his acting. Exactly. Otherwise, we were like talking about some things, but they were all like very subdued and like uncomfortable. Well, yeah, because it's a. This is an uncomfortable <laughs> episode. It's a deeply but it's uncomfortable episode. It's supposed to be an uncomfortable episode. Yeah. No, I just. What? Which is rough to follow Gamekeeper up with another uncomfortable episode. Yeah. So on that, uh, actually, what I'm going to say about that is going before we even like you know announce the writers yeah. and all stuff real quick. I want to actually very firmly on record. I actually have one serious flaw with this um, a problem with this episode, yeah. and it's how it how it portrays um, a, a huge double standard of how sexual assault oh, no, no. is in media. Because if this entire episode had been flipped, if it had been a man doing any of this to a woman. It would have been obvious rape. Yeah. It would have been obvious manipulation. It would have been obvious gaslighting. It would but have been it's all of the. Because happening to a man, it's, it's only vague manipulation yes, it's, instead of like really 
bad. Yeah, it's like just, they do call out that like it's she still was, a violation, but yeah. it's it's a lesser yeah. sort. It's, Which is it's not, not a, it's not acceptable. Yeah, no, it no. is unacceptable as an idea, much no. less as a por- constantly portrayed one mm-hmm. that. She isn't a predator. Yeah, exactly. For she what she was doing, absolutely is. She's absolutely one hundred percent a predator, and the only way the ending works in this is because of the way we decided to interpret exactly. the ending. Um, unfortunately, and I don't. I'm not saying, even though I already mentioned this off the mic, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is an excuse for what yes, happened. Yes, no, you're not apologizing for it. But even now, it's hard to get that narrative going. Mm-hmm. Now, so. God, what, 20, 30 years ago? 98. Yeah, 20. So 20, 20, yeah, 20, so a little over 20 years ago. Yeah. Trying to get that kind of a conversation going in a sci-fi show? Yeah, no, it's, I'm, yeah, my, my reason why I say it is just because I was letting everyone out. I'm not going to bring it up at the end because I'm not going to end after this whole thing. We don't like, want to end on a downer Exactly, because like I want it on fucking record now that everything that I'm going to say is about the episode and I can praise bits and pieces of it, but underlying, I actually am putting it forward now that this is a fundamentally flawed episode yeah. in that regard. Absolutely. And it does, it's one of the reasons where we, where we talk about how we're uncomfortable and we're supposed to be uncomfortable. I'm also a different layer of uncomfortable because I am uncomfortable with that representation. So it makes me a little unhappy. Because it's not calling it out as much as it should. Exactly. It's gross. And it's a gross thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't like that. However, I don't believe that was obviously an intentional no, decision on their on part. It so wasn't... that's why I'm willing to get past yeah. that in that mm-hmm. sense of like, I'm not willing to get past it, but I'm willing to see the episode of the light in a... I'm allowing myself to let go of it, quote, in, 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 a, in a certain way. <laughs> I'm not going to get down, but like, I'm yeah. not even going to explain what this is referenced to because it doesn't matter. Right. But um, it ha- it's kind of in the same vein as the conversation we had before we started recording our first episode for today about the, the psych uh, episode yeah. title. It's kind of that same theme. Yes, yes, exactly, where... Obviously, well, you're not happy about yes, it. Yes, I'm not. I'm not in a great place about it. But you don't condemn the exactly. Person for I d- that. I genuinely believe you did not, not do this on purpose. purpose. It's not a good yes. instance, but yes. it's not on purpose. Exactly. Yeah. It was definitely an ignorant thing to do, but it was not on purpose. It was not a willfully ignorant thing to do, and it was not a hateful thing to do yeah. because you weren't doing it in a mm-hmm. place of hate. Yeah, definitely. And so because, yeah, I'll um, move past it. As a good little transition, like uh, this is directed by David Wary Smith. Uh, and it's written by Damien Kindler and Robert C. Cooper. Woohoo! And we know from First Amendment that Robert C. Cooper knows how to write relationships with a manipulative yes. member mm-hmm. of it. Because mm-hmm. that was very much a theme of First Commandment. Yes. I was going to say Amendment. <laughs> I mean, freedom of speech? It was very much a theme of the First Commandment. And... Honestly, when you think back to that episode, there are a lot of parallels between the atmosphere uh, between Sam and her ex-fiance yes. and Daniel and Shayla in this episode. Yeah. So it shows that it's written by the same person. Oh, yeah, that, that tracks. But, again, not through any point of malice, there's just not enough of a conversation Exactly, yeah. The, the, in, 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 us, in, in essence, it's just another point it's another point on the data table that proves we need to change this. Yes. This needs to be... It's something that needs to get educated. Exactly. It's, it could be an example of even trying. Today, even today, it still yeah. needs to be better. Exactly. And yeah, it's okay so not to not talk. be perfect. It's okay to want and you need to be better. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. So, so on. So, uh, 
with that heavy stuff out of the way. Right? Well, that's why I wanted to do yeah. it. Like, you I know, wanted to I, get I out of the way. I appreciate you clearing that now yeah. so we didn't have to end that, that heavy. That'd be a shitty hurdle, man. I don't yeah. want, I don't want, like, it's, it's bad. It's like that time I watched the Indy 500, what's his name? Just literally five feet from the finish line, just slammed into the wall. He was, he was literally in pieces at the oh. end. <laughs> he was fine. He yeah. himself was yeah. fine. But that was like, I just yeah. watched a person's dream shatter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was painful. We love this show. There are episodes that are rough for us or right, whatever. Right. But like, we're never going to shy away from addressing when something could have been done better in oh, this yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Or when something was just done wrong. Mm-hmm. And liking a show doesn't mean that there aren't going to be bad parts in it. Oh, no yeah. show is perfect. I am a diehard Supernatural fan, and yet I... And one of the first people to tell you, oh no, that mo- that show is not kind to women. No. Are you fucking kidding me? That show is horrifyingly unkind to women. I'm just she wasn't a threat. Am I just supposed to be happy that they fridged her instead of dead lesbian syndroming her? I don't think that's actually no. an improvement, no. guys. So yeah, don't get me wrong. I am able to see and acknowledge everything for what it is for the flawed children that life. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get talking about this. This is deeply uncomfortable subject. All yeah. right, let's do it. So uh, we have the team. We cut in in the middle of a, a mission uh, where you see like a procession that looks a lot like the kind of processions that we saw on Chulak when, yeah. back when they yeah, first arrived. Yeah, the whole little, uh, I was going to say royal, but not really. Um, Religious. Yeah, thank you. God. The word that I forgot there was ironic as fuck. Yeah, you see, um, you see, like, a couple of Jaffa guards, um, some guys who are clearly prisoners because they have, like, shackles on their feet. And they're dressed like cavemen. Yeah, and... Like, literally, a couple of them look like they were in old reject costumes from an old caveman movie because they were, like, basically glorified loincloths with, like, yeah. a, with an over-the-arm, one-shoulder-only, sh- you know, kind of, uh, well, they drape. they shirts, too. No, some of them did. There was, like, just two that caught my eye in the background at one shot, and I'm like, are those, like, literally just, like, discount caveman costumes? They're from the Broken Divide episode. Yeah, so I was kind of thinking, it was like, I, I, they were back of the shot and I think they were out of camera focused enough that they were like fuck it that must have been <laughs> in the caves later because there was only two guys on the field at this no, point yeah yeah no it's yeah I might actually been later scene. one of them I, one of the shots I wouldn't has believe it. it was in the mines it definitely wasn't in this scene gotcha well yeah but and there's like some guys wearing like the hoods like the priest the priest look yeah oh um, no my shot was towards the end when they're pushing a cart my bad moving on and they uh have like this weird like elaborate jar thing or whatever that they bring up to the gate and they dial through and elaborate they pull jar up thing this... is accurate. yeah and at first i was like wait i know this guy's not a gold but that looks like where you would put the snakey thing yeah. yeah i was like where's the and snake they babies out and no it's got nakwita in yeah. it uh and they put the nakwita through the gate and then just turn off the gate and walk away and sam figures out that it's nakwita that's got that was put through and is like hey if we can if they have more of that and we can get a hold of some that would be a really great sample for us to get a hold of so they decided to follow these guys back to where you find like the mining operation uh and they're just kind of observing from a distance and then daniel spots one person in a very like clearly richer kind of right yeah the um oh shit broke brocade I only ever, I've only ever read the word. It was, it's a type of fabric. I think it's brocade. Brocade, yeah, that thing. Um, and that person splits off from the rest of the group, and Daniel's like, oh, that person looks interesting. Let's follow them. It's like, and okay, just, magpie. <laughs> and just runs off after them. Shiny claw. Like, I wish he would stop doing that. <laughs> we all do, Jack. We all do. Guess what, Jack? It never stops. It, it never stops. He's like a horse. You gotta put blinders on. It him. doesn't even really stop when Cameron's the one who runs off more often. But so they follow after Daniel because, of course, they have to. 
uh, and they they get to like a cliff face area. Um, Which I I know they were working with what they had, and they definitely for the second who has an accent um, for the second shot they uh, when they were going up it makes it look a lot better in terms of height. But I'm sorry that over overshot the cliff face is like barely a cliff. It looks like it's like. 10 feet if that I'm like okay yeah. so that's gonna give you like a concussion sorry to interrupt I just like that no, one fine, but also, me. I mean it could be that short and Shayla's just an idiot and Daniel doesn't know how high it is yeah, she's also, coming at it from the back he doesn't know how high this cliff is it just seemed to be an impulse decision too so maybe she just exactly. didn't research the spot better uh, but yeah so basically uh, the young woman tries to jump from the cliff and Daniel who's an impulsive little fucker is like oh no and runs and grabs her and pulls her away from the edge and of course, in like trying to grab someone to pull them away from jumping off of a cliff, you kind of like tumble with them. Yeah, backwards. you know, because of all that weight. So like he's basically like looks like he's wrestling her down. Basically, or whatever. It looks like he's full on tackling the princess. Mm-hmm. And perfect timing for the Jaffa guards to come up and be like, "Oh no, you're attacking the princess!" Yeah, look at that. And they th- start to threaten him. Jack and Sam start to threaten the Jaffa. More Jaffa come up behind them, and it's basically like a standoff. And uh, the princess, Shayla, is basically... Shyla. Is it Shayla? Yeah, Shayla. Okay. I thought it was Shayla too, but it says right here, Shayla. I think they pronounce it Shayla, though. Mm-hmm. That's why I kept writing it Shayla. I'm pretty sure... I don't know. Knowing the way Michael Shanks kind of doesn't care about pronunciation, he could have done both. <laughs> Cartouche. Again, we can Car-tush. like something, we can like an actor, and we can still criticize him for the fact that he refuses to pronunciate things. Cartouche. Pronunciate. Pronounce things correctly. Yeah. I'm, uh... I can't pronounce things correctly. Mm. It's fine. But yeah, so she basically says, have them put their weapons down or they'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, like, they will kill him. Yeah. And they all get taken um, prisoner and brought to this old man sitting in the, on a throne who Shayla refers to as the God Slayer. Mm. Yeah, um, I like how they just don't really talk about that at all. They do eventually. I guess I was just too busy. Is it being... dinner? Yeah, but there. they barely talk. That's what I'm saying. They don't really elaborate anything. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the point in that moment, but we'll get there. Yeah. I just liked that at first, it's just a concept introduced in her introduction of them, mm-hmm. and it's not commented on. I like that, like, in the beginning, it is just introduced, and you're allowed to sit there and think on how and why. Okay. Especially because at this point, we think they're all gold and Jaffa. So he is her dad and accuses them of attacking the princess. Uh, and because they have a Jaffa with them, he's like, oh, you're definitely from a planet that ha- is ruled by a gold. And I'm like, no, no, we're no, not. No, and he's sorry. like, you're lying, and you're thieves. And he does a really terrible, gross moment where he grabs Sam's face to, like, study her. Because <sighs> of course he does. it doesn't seem sexual, so I don't no, understand No, 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 it was, um, what, 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 what that was is, it wasn't sexual. He's it was trying to intimidate It her. was very intimidating, because... Not that she is the most vulnerable m- member of the group, but men don't react to being grabbed in that manner the yeah. same way. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Because situationally, it, there are not millennia of, yeah, no, <laughs> of no. reasons why. We all, I don't need to explain this. We all know. Um, but This is also a frail so, man. There's no way he's going to grab Jack right, exactly. like just, that. And he's not going to grab the Jafal on the chin. So... She yeah. was the only really good choice. And he's choice. not going to grab Daniel because his yeah. daughter's got a yeah. crush on him. And then something I hate as a trope in general, this actually works for the episode because it would, this works with what I'm about to say, but something I always complain about, mm-hmm. rightfully so, is women are an easy way to 
oh, that guy's a bad guy? Have him casually assault a woman. Yeah. It's like, there are other things that yeah, can establish absolutely. somebody as a bad person. You don't need to just have him go, hey, random female, let's just use you. Like, great, you know, because you know what's really funny? We get used in real life and like this. Mm -hmm. Could you fucking stop? I appreciate that in this scene, like, all he does is grab her face. Exactly. So that's why it's definitely and he sexual. Even say anything. And, and, and yeah, and I think for here it works with the episode because it's it is he's using the female to get As the point across, factor, but it's yeah. the character doing yeah, it. Absolutely. I don't attribute it to the. I know I'm not making excuses yeah. for it no, no. because there are definitely shitty ways of doing it, and I genuinely think this one fits with the characterization. Yeah. Like I said, it, it it's, it's it's fucking better, gross. You know, and it's, it's meant gross, to be, <laughs> but it's better because of the fact that. There's nothing else piled on top of that in yeah, that moment. Exactly. Um, and I do Except for the weird hair petting, that was creepy. And I do appreciate that when he grabs her, like Sam obviously isn't happy about this, <laughs> right? But she also looks mad. Mm -hmm. And I love when it actually cuts to Jack, and Jack looks about ready to bite his. Oh yeah, no, off. he he does not like this. He's... I mean, he would have been like that if he grabbed Daniel too, because that's right. his team, and that's that's his yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like. I liked Richard Dean Anderson's acting in that moment where he's just like, he's he's ready to fight about that, about him grabbing Sam. There's always the chance, and there's no way to ever confirm this, and it's, like I said, it's just me wildly uh, swinging at the fence here, but there's always a chance he grabbed her to study her face because he thought she might be the goal. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I very much got the... I'm trying to be powerful yeah. and intimidating, and this is a good way of doing it vibe, which is despotic and disgusting, but fitting of the character. Yeah. But yeah, so basically he decides to uh, have them work in the mines. I mean, yeah. I mean, he has a he has a, a, a built-in punishment system literally 10 feet below his feet, exactly. so yeah. Um, and while they're working in the mines, the team talk about how this guy is definitely not a real gold, and the Jafar are fake too, and um, Sam confirms it because she says that when he grabbed her, she could sense that he wasn't. In the fact that she couldn't sense anything from Yeah, him. she's uh, pointed out that since Jolinar has been in, in her, she uh, gets a weird feeling around, around uh, Tilk sometimes. Yeah. Jack says, don't we all? Or so, we all do. Or so, <laughs> right? Like, Tilk just gives him this look. <laughs> it's, you know, just a nice little... It also ties back to Cassandra knowing yeah, immediately exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. Sam, yeah, which is nice. We've already Again, mentioned us ourselves have mentioned the Nakwa. Right, right. We've already mentioned all the Nakwa and the yeah, blood stuff too. Absolutely. But the show is great for how they set up the continuity because mm -hmm. they just let all they left all the pieces there, but in I don't know indicative way. It's a, it's you a can there's, follow it. yes, there's a yellow brick road of mm -hmm. sorts, and it's not like it's heavy handed or ham fisted or feeding it to you. But it reminds it me works. of um, the first episode of this season how we see uh, Daniel dial out mm -hmm. and we were able to figure out exactly where he'd gone. Because yes. a scene earlier, they talked about the beta site. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their continuity's terrific. Yeah, they're, they're, they do a really good, they're doing a really good job with continuity or just like using the storyline itself to explain things without having to actually exposit it. Oh, here we go. There's a scene where uh, Daniel goes, I'm sorry, guys, I feel like this is all my fault. Yeah. My note it's here. It's in this scene. It's in this moment. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's a good feeling to have, Daniel, because it is. Every single thing that happened is a direct result of your actions. I don't give a fuck what your motivation was. The simple fact is, this uh, is, in absolutely. fact, entirely your fault. No, it is. It 100% <laughs> is. And we even talked about the fact that, like, if Daniel hadn't been there to grab her off the cliff, Jack probably would have watched her jump. Oh, yeah. And at this point, after a couple of bad instances of things like this happening because of Sam making these impulsive choices, 
Sam might have even let her jump without stopping. And Sam used to, like, uh, First Commandment. Sam was Daniel in First Commandment, where she made impulsive decisions that put everyone else in more danger because she was trying to protect the guy from getting whipped. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm on team dumbass Daniel here. Yeah, no. <laughs> he is a dumbass in this, it's fine. Uh, there's a point where they all get unchained from the, the long chain, assumedly to get, like, fed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jack decides to use that as an, ins- an instance to escape. And I like it because, like, he literally just looks at Teal'c, and they have silent communication of, yeah, this is where we're going to try to escape. And there's a great moment when Jack, distract, like, knocks down the first guard, and Teal'c, from a distance, just one hand chucks the mining oh, hammer at the just... next guy. That's like a tomahawk throw. Right, literally, just, yeah, like, like it's an axe, man. It was a great throw. We were both like, oh! Yeah, it even lands mostly center in that guy's armor. It wasn't a, it was a, it was, it was a good shot Literally in terms For of a camera, hammer. yeah, in terms of like actually the shot of the camera and the shot of throwing yeah. it, it was just. I wonder how many times they had to throw that before they got a shot that worked. So much of my day goes into not asking that because it's just like, <laughs> dear lord, the redressing every time. I know, um, but yeah, so they they all start to escape, but Daniel, who would like, he's definitely the weakest member of their mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. um, and has got like a hurt ankle at this point and can't really run, so he's like stumbling behind them. Like the lame little puppy that he is. Yeah, and he's trying. He is trying. Yeah. But like he stumbles into a wall for a second and then one of the fake Javas shoots out the ceiling above him yep. and crush, 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 crush in Daniel. on top of him. And of course, the team stops running and immediately comes to check on him and they find out that he's like alive, barely. Yeah, you know, alive-ish. Miracle Max will be needed. And Jack does try to get Sam and Teal to still run. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not leaving Daniel. Nope. But he tries to get the others to run, but unfortunately they also get caught again. And then we go to Shayla talking to her dad, find out that they might not be gold, but they have a sarcophagus. And we find that out because it opens up and Daniel comes out healed. Yeah, like, because he's like, you know, he says something about foolish child, and she says, when you're gonna have to start making, you know, these hard decisions. Yeah. Please trust me. God, she loves to talk about trust. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, when you're a manipulator, that's the best thing to mm. manipulate against people. Yep. Especially yep. when you're pretty and you can use your youth and innocence as a hammer. Yay. Aldrovius. Woo. Well, to be fair, he's a, he's a shitty human being, so I don't really care, honestly, if he yeah, gets... Yeah, he wasn't good either. Right? Like, I would never advocate abusing yeah, like anyone, she, she but it to, couldn't happen to a worse she person. She tries to argue in his favor later, like... Oh, yeah, he used to be better before he kept using this uh, to extend his life, blah, blah, blah. It's like, if that were true, you wouldn't have slaves because he would have let the slaves go from the beginning. He wasn't Mm -hmm. using the sarcophagus to extend his life immediately because he wouldn't have had access to it. The moment he killed the god, he should have let everyone go. He did not. To be fair, maybe he did. Maybe he just shortly thereafter reneged on it after a few uses. That would have been so much... It, it's I'm much not, easier I'm not it's to likely. maintain oh, the yeah, control than to no. get it back 100%. Later. However, yeah. it was never explicitly stated otherwise. Also, it's kind of creepy gross when she explains that, like, her dad is 700 years old, but she is, like... But she didn't say she said that she, she hasn't was had to use it to extend, extend her, her life. life. Yet. Yeah, so, so she's probably I was trying like, to devil's advocate it, but no, it's just yeah. gross. She's definitely she, that the age that she looks then. Yeah. Which means that this seven year old, seven hundred year old man 
Probably took a wife that did not want to be with him. Oh, God, I, 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 I... Yeah, it's not great to think about. Let's not think about it. Yeah, there's just a lot wrong Especially with it. Especially because she uses her mom's being dead as a, a tool against Daniel later, too. <sighs> Yoy. All I, all, I, all I get out of that is, dude, that's a 700-year-old dude. That's real gross. Yeah. That's a baby. You're fucking a baby. Yup. Just yuck. <laughs> but yeah, so she lets him out of sarcophagus. Definitely, like wildly into him uh tells daniel that she's taken personal responsibility for him and asks him not to try to run away again <sighs> said the brothel owner to uh-huh. the new girl uh-huh. jesus uh-huh. she gives him back his uh, glasses which are broken and she's already being very weird in a bad way oh like, yeah like-, like we said this whole episode any moment between her and daniel is vastly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because she is a predator. Yeah. 100%. End of fucking story. A predator and a manipulator. I don't care what her excuse is. I don't care what her reasoning is. She is a fucking predator. Mm-hmm. And there is no excusing it. And yeah. Just yeah. So, um, Very little to say on that subject. Just yuck. Ooh, yeah. She finds out that he's used a sarcophagus before and is very Immediately happy delighted. about that. Just like, you've used it. You know if it's a and You know how it works or whatever she said. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, so you know it's good. And it's like, oh my god, bitch, could you be more obvious? And we actually cut after this scene briefly to the team in the mine. Um, who won't think Daniel's dead. And Jack visibly is blaming himself for this. Yeah. It was his escape attempt. He ran off ahead, and Daniel's in the back. It's da- It's it's Jack, and he'll always take responsibility. For his kids. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he's clearly, like, really freaking broken up about mm-hmm. it and everything. Then we cut back to Shayla and Daniel, who are having a quote-unquote romantic walk on the cliff. I love I love this bitch. She's a great example of people who, you know, do that whole gaslighting nonsense, asshole, everything that is... They say it is, therefore, it's the the concept to them that by saying it, they're making it reality. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, this walk isn't creepy, it's romantic. And then she gets flirty with it, because if she does the body language and everything and gets in his personal space, he'll have to see it as true. And it's like, that's not how that- There are some moments in this episode where the uncomfortableness isn't like, it's still there, but it isn't like as clearly, especially when Daniel starts to like lose- Control. Yeah. It's not as clearly communicated oh, yeah. that the uncomfortableness is bad. Yeah. This or er, this early on, like Daniel is even like this is this is a bad situation. Yeah. Like Daniel's aware that this is this is an awkward, terrible situation, and that he's in a rough place right yes. now. Oh yeah. Because no, he's and, actually in, you know still in full possession of his faculties. Exactly, and I do love that. I love his delivery in this moment where she calls their little walk romantic, <laughs> and as soon as she says the word romantic, Daniel's delivery is. Oh, bo- oh boy, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even finish, oh boy. He says, yeah. oh boy, okay. <laughs> and you and I, I like that we were both on the same page here. The fact that um, I made a point when I brought this up to you that, like, we don't get to see a lot of his Sarah, not Jack's Sarah, his Sarah. Yeah. Before she's Osiris. Right. So there's only so much we can interpret from his past relationship with her. Mm-hmm. But you and I both really got the impression that she was not, like, an emotionally nurturing No, no. I, I never got the impression that they had a healthy... Yeah, I really got the impression that, like, all of his relationships, like, friendship or otherwise at that college were not very healthy. I mean, I... Steven also was not a great friendship. Yeah. 
But yeah, so we both kind of felt like he he was as like the, that immediate reaction was him being like, "Oh no, not yeah. Sarah again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at the very least, I'm not entirely sure how much of the Sarah part I always got. I always just definitely felt like he was this, yeah, like that like, on that he, sinking yeah. feeling. He might not have like immediately thought of Sarah yeah. herself, but like he recognizes the warning signals in his head. Yeah, exactly. Like he knows the dangers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tries to be and he but he's still trying to be like diplomatic about it. So he's like, "Okay, uh this is going to be a little awkward to uh I kind of get the impression that the reason you saved me is because you're interested in me." <laughs> and he's like, "Really?" Cuz it's so funny cuz he doesn't want to sound like egotistical about right. it. It's very clear that he's trying to be like, "How do I say this without sounding like <laughs> A raging douchebag. Right. Plus, he doesn't <laughs> want to offend the chick who's keeping him alive, so he has keeping to be delicate. His friends hostage. Yeah, exactly. Delicacy is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and she calls him her destiny and uh, talks about, I don't remember the exact details, but more or less about how her mom said something about how she would find the man meant for her on that cliff. Something along those lines. I genuinely wasn't... I tried to pay attention. I did. I just don't remember the exact wording because I was... I don't care. Yeah, because she was using... Because she made it clear from the beginning that her mom is dead now. Mm -hmm. And she was using her dead mom as more emotional blackmail against Daniel. It was... Yeah, and, and honestly, the gist of what her mom told her was that everything is according to fate, and everything will happen the way it's supposed to, and she told me this would happen, and it did, and this exact moment when I give up is the exact moment that you come to save me, and how are we to, to, to fight that fate, and uh, all I hear in the end is fate, 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 and all I and really hear is an excuse, 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 excuse. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit, 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 bullshit. So, Daniel comes down to visit the team to let them know he's still alive. Uh, it's hilariously, painfully awkward the whole time. Oh, yeah. Because he's well-dressed <laughs> in royal robes and clean, uh, and they're all filthy and tired, mm-hmm. and and there's a really rough moment where he's like, yeah, um, I'm going to try and talk to her dad at dinner tonight. And Sam just, like, with this, like, eyes so wide with yearning goes, you get dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, and he's like, aware of how bad this is he's like oh yeah it's some sort of feast, feast in my, in my honor. honor it's it's bad but it's supposed to be bad um, yeah it's 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 yeah and he does tell them like and this is this is a this is a term he uses again later but at this point it's earnest and honest and like there's no ulterior motives to it when he says i just need more time because mm-hmm. he hasn't spoken to her dad yet. yes He's still trying to get her around to thinking realistically. He thinks, he genuinely thinks if he talks to the man, he can get them out safely. So at this point when he says, I just need more time, it's a genuine thing. Like, hey, I haven't spoken to him yet. I'm going to try it tonight at dinner. Um, When he has dinner with this guy, uh, he finds out that he is 700 years old Mm -hmm. for using the sarcophagus to extend his life. And that he killed the previous gold who was ruling this place. Which yes. is why he's called the God Slayer. He's also very clearly, like, not interested in, like, conversation at all. Like, Shayla has to keep, like, leading him. Yeah. Into- and Daniel, God bless him, 
cannot stop himself from pointing out, like, hey, you're just as bad by keeping everyone still as, as slaves in the mines. You know that, right? Like, not as, like, directly as that, but because he, he does it through questions. He's yeah. asking questions because right. he's an academic. Mm-hmm. But they're very pointed questions oh, yeah. where it's like, you realize you're a shithead, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this guy is at least, he's definitely kind of, like, checked out. Like, mm-hmm. he's barely... Oh, he's, he's, he's not there. And I mean that yeah. in all the ways. Yeah, absolutely. He's still there enough to, like, not be happy about that. And so he starts to walk away from the dinner table. And Daniel tries to be like, wait, what about my friends? And because Daniel had pissed him off earlier, he's like, kill him. <laughs> and Daniel's like, what? And Shadow's like, wait, no, Dad, you said you wanted to punish them for trying to escape by having them work for the rest of their lives in the mines, remember? Yeah. And he's like, I did? She's like, yeah. And it's very clear he never said that. Oh, yeah. Beginning, from the beginning of her introduction, really, uh, when she starts speaking for him, like, my father, the king, mm-hmm. whatever, she's clearly been the the, the, the ruler now yeah, for a bit. he's been a puppet for yeah. a while now. And not, and not necessarily because, like, she, you know, was doing the whole, you know, like, usurping thing, but literally just because he's out of it. Yeah, he's not, he's, he's not there enough. Yeah, she's That's a, she's also probably another reason, like, him grabbing Sam probably didn't have much of a point at all. Exactly. Because he's, de- he's wildly out of it. Exactly. It was, this is an easy face to grab. <laughs> and that's, that, that's what that pet thing was, petting the hair was creepy. Mm-hmm. But again, within the realm of reason, because it was just, I, I wouldn't say it was okay, obviously. No, was, no, 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 no. I would say but only mildly same, creepy, because it, the threatening level the wasn't as much. Yeah, it just it. didn't have as much threat yeah. behind it, because he isn't an effective predator anymore. He's not even a retired predator. He's literally a dying predator. Absolutely. That's literally what he is. And a dying predator is a little pathetic. Gross, terrifying still, maybe, but in a mild sense. And at least you know if you had a fair chance, you could probably get away from Mm him. You could run faster, at least. So, so, meanwhile, SGC, uh, they get the the SG-1 code. Yes, Um, their IDC. And they're like, oh, but it's no one coming through, it's just a radio message. And it's Daniel, only, being like, hey, uh, we're trying to resolve a diplomatic issue here right now, just give me uh, a little bit more time and I can get this solved peacefully. I will radio again soon. In 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours. He's still, when he sends that, he's still like... Sounds kind of like himself. Sounds But I definitely detect a thread of something. There's still definitely, because like, he would have done more than just send a single... He would have at least insisted on video conversation. We know they can do video conversation through the gate. They've done it since season one. We know they can do that. The only thing I'm thinking on the fact that he would have insisted on uh, facial conversation as mm-hmm. well is the fact that any other time we see them communicate through the gate without actually coming through, they always insist on visual. Yeah, and plus it just kind of shows that he's not really putting his all in. It's much to fake someone's voice yeah. than it is to fake someone's oh, yeah. face. Oh, 100%. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Plus, I mean, I'm sorry. Aside from obviously, like you know, predetermined code words that can help you know indicate distress. Yeah, they really should have had something like that set up. Yeah, anything unless unless you do have that. And Daniel's already too far gone to use yeah, those. It's really easy. It's a lot easier to tell when somebody's under pressure uh, visually. Oh, yeah. visually. Because they can like just stress their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. help. Somebody looks tense, or they're saying nice things, but their eyes are dead. Yeah. Or hmm, are those tear tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. hey, that's a black eye. Absolutely. I mean, come on. I mean, there's a million different things. So yeah, it totally makes sense. But he's not putting that extra element in no. because he's just trying to cover his bases. Yeah, but he does definitely not sound 
how he's going to look in a moment oh, yeah, here yeah. No. in this next scene we, we see him in. We detect at most a thread of beginning kind of desperation sounding almostness in him as he's talking. He's a little faster than usual. Yeah. A little more, not quite manic, but getting there. This is, this is a Daniel who's, um... The Still adrenaline's to going. Keep things under control. Yeah, but he's starting to get a little bouncy yeah. with it, you know. So it's just that it's just the first stage of addiction mm-hmm. kind of thing is starting. That that thread is in his voice, but it is not as bad as it's gonna be. No, as, as it has in this next scene where he comes back to visit the team and his hair's like wavy and like styled and his glasses are completely gone and he's visibly like manic. Like his eyes are wide and so freaking bright. Oh yeah. I did actually miss a note. It was like, ties in what we've already said, yeah. but when she's um, manipulating him into the sarcophagus and everything, and she didn't, you know, just all of a sudden goes up and kisses him, and I'm like, wow, consent is fucking key, bitch. Yeah, and then she afterwards was, she's like, oh, should I have asked you first? And he's like, yeah, but it's fine. Oh. But he doesn't, it, like, okay, I will say, when he says it's fine, he doesn't sound happy about <laughs> right, it. Right, yeah, I it know. It sounds but like still. Daniel being excusing for people. To be fair, it's a behavior that some victims feel they need to do is because mm-hmm. you're somebody does something against your will without your consent and it's invasive like that and you're so you take and then some and, method and, of and control then it over it by not, saying not just there's also that but also because they, um it seems kind of threatening when they say oh yeah. should I not have done oh, that oh yeah exactly and at this point right before that happened he did like literally explicitly point out that she's using his friends as mm-hmm. blackmail against mm-hmm. him that he can't do anything because his friends are like yeah. he right before then he explicitly pointed out to her that she's using his friends against him right now. Yeah. And then she does that. And then he's like, yeah, you should have asked, but... <sighs> right, exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. But yeah, with it's not that... Per- his, his, his it's fine is not permissive in the slightest. Mm-mm. But, it's yes. just, yeah, it's bad. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's got more jewelry on mm-hmm. already. Yeah, he's just getting a little more like dangles. Said, he doesn't have uh, his glasses on. His hair's a little styled. Uh, and his eyes are wide and so bright. And he's just, like... Like slightly bouncing as he comes in, you know, like he's saying yeah, 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 guys, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Or, or when they bring something up to him, he's like, oh yeah, 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 like he's forgotten about it. For doesn't a say a lot of good things about me because I say yeah, yeah, yeah a lot, but it does for he he doesn't for his him. It's weird. The delivery of it is really good though. That each time he does it, his intonation when he says that makes it seem like he literally forgot exactly. about something that they said two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, right, yeah, that thing we mentioned a year ago. It's like, no, Daniel, it happened five seconds ago. What are you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> that kind uh, of thing. So he's, like, forgetful. Uh, oh, sorry, definitely high and manic. Oh, yeah, high and as a And he talks about using the sarcophagus when you're not hurt. And he's like, it's... You feel great. Mm. And Sam immediately is like, that doesn't sound like a good thing. We don't know what kind of side effects there are. And he's like, no, no, it's great. I feel great. And look. And he points at the fact that he's not wearing his glasses anymore. And she's like, Daniel, that, that looks like a side like effect. a side effect. To me. <laughs> Uh, and he starts getting, like, a little bit more, like, because obviously they're, like, not as happy about this as he is, right. and he's, and it's crashing with his worldview, so he's not pleased with this, so instead of being, like, bouncy, high, manic, like, hey, guys, you're my friends, I'm feeling great, he starts to turn a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's starting to get a little bit more, like, angry, and at one point he, like, even, like, shouts. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Jack! Yeah. 
You listen. You listen. I, we've tried it oh, your way. Oh, does that, Sam yeah. goes, oh, shit. Oh, she doesn't say anything, but in that moment she's like, oh, no, there's something really freaking wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's, like, forgetful, he's fidgety, he's quick to anger, and he's very visibly jonesing. And, and you were mentioning dismissing other people's plans, because, no, no, it's my, I you need to trust mm-hmm. me. And he, he insists he has it under control, mm-hmm. and again, he uses the phrase, I just need a little more time. I could stop any time if I wanted mm-hmm. to. Then why don't you? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he, he tells them that he's used these sarcophagus about ten times by this point. And it's only been a couple days. I'm guessing, obviously, since it's not healing, it doesn't need to be like an 18-hour thing like yeah. it was when he got shot, obviously. But I'm wondering, how long are these jaunts? An hour? Two? Yeah, that's why I was made a joke that he, like, he has to go in every time he eats. Right, it's like... Is he like an old man at the pee every ten minutes? I mean, what's happening here? I, <laughs> I wonder. I just, yeah, it's just, I don't particularly care because I don't need to know how they administer the drug. About, honestly, yeah, just, just I wonder. Uh, and then we go back to uh, Daniel and Shayla because he leaves after clearly being a mess. Yeah, and the team being like kind of shell shocked by having to deal with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shayla's talking about how the sarcophagus isn't healing her dad anymore. Yes. It no longer makes him feel better like yeah. it used to. Daniel kind of suggests that uh, her taking over will be better. Oh, yeah. He literally goes, would that be so bad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is, on one hand... Callous? I was going to say, okay, I was, I was going to say, like, Daniel Accurate. would probably think that. But I don't oh, yeah. think he would say no, it. No, 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 no. Inhibitions existed for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before. But not right now. Nope. And also... He's relying on her at this point because she is his source, so he definitely trusts her more to actually be a good ruler. Mm-hmm. Like, he trusts that she would actually let everyone go. Right. Because she is his source for the drug at this point, so he has to trust her. But yeah, so he's basically like, you know, if you take over, then when my team goes home, because he's assuming at that point that his team will get to leave... Again, trusting her. When she didn't even say, yeah, when I take over, I'll send your team home. Right. He's just assuming. Then I will stay here with you. Mm -hmm. Which, if Daniel was in his right mind, he might have told her that, but he would have been wildly lying. Oh, yes. (laughs) Very much so. Uh, Meanwhile, back in the the mines, uh, the team is taking a little break. From their work, and Jack is basically like, there's something seriously wrong with him. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Sam is like napping next to, like, yeah, it's not even napping, like, coma, she's, like, yeah, uh, it's not like healthy. No. her being out, but she like rouses after a second, saying, "We don't use the sarcophagus." That's what she rouses. <laughs> she with. was going into a self-imposed fugue state. I'm choosing to believe to to. She was meditating. Yeah, there we go, and that's how the chakras were unleashed or there whatever. We go. Uh, and she basically says that she managed to more or less access a memory from Jolinar, mm-hmm. where uh, she learns that the Toker don't use the sarcophagus, uh, and they claim that it, like, takes people's souls from them, mm-hmm. which is definitely a little whimsical way of talking about it. When when we observe the show, it's very clear that it's, like, it blocks, like, consciences and, and yeah, inhibitions. It, whatever and, it causes... Like extreme antisocial personality disorder, it kind of just does that to a degree. <laughs> yeah. What What I appreciate is like they 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 do like a dramatic reveal of because she doesn't know the term for souls in, in right. gold, so she's like, "Teal, what does this word mean?" Right. And it's it's like a dramatic moment where he says it, and then like they leave the scene or whatever, and it's it's yeah, definitely dramatic, but it's fine that it's like that dramatic in that moment because. 
This is coming from the Tok'ra's memories. Right. And the Tok'ra, while they are like, oh, we're not as bad as the gold, they're still cut from the same cloth. As it were, yeah. So they're still going to approach things, despite the fact that they do have access to all this high-tech technology and a more direct access to this kind of technology, they are going to intuit things from a more spiritual or mythological standpoint than Janet will later when she gets him in to, like, scan his brain and stuff. Where she's like, no, his systems are wildly out of whack. I mean, to be fair, like, the their word for soul could be more about, like, um... Well, like, for Star- in Star Trek, for example, um, Vulcans have their katra, uh-huh. which is their literal consciousness. Okay. And that's how they, uh... I almost said feng shui instead of the actual <laughs> word I'm looking for here. Uh, yada yada, tu- uh, Tupac, God damn it, wrong Vulcan. Yada yada, Spock, back to life. You couldn't remember Spock? I could. My, my tongue was just going for teas for some reason. It was special. Um, anyway, uh, the idea of the katra is you can transplant it, literally just take it out of the body, mm-hmm. put it in a jar, and then, you know, put it back in a different body. Yeah. So the soul, as it were, is the person. Yeah, that's the thing. The, like, soul the is essence a nebulous of them. concept. Exactly. So they could so just mean the, the, the part of you that... Feels empathy. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. compassion. But, like... Is now fried. Yeah. In, soul is a nebulous, nebulous enough term that it works, especially when, like I said, I feel like it definitely works more coming from a tokra than it would from a human. Yeah. What if it's, like, a particular I type of radiation that, like, fries a, per- a particular part of your brain yeah. and repeated use just keeps frying and frying until eventually it doesn't ever regenerate? Yeah, maybe. And that's why he can come back from it? Absolutely. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... It's just, uh, they're like, oh no, this is not good for him, basically. So they actually managed to get Jack brought to talk to Daniel alone, mm-hmm. basically to warn him about what they figured out right. from Sam's memories. And when Jack gets brought in, Daniel is just reclining across the throne. I just, oh. I get the image of Cusco on yes. his throne every time. <laughs> And, like, he, he's like, oh, hey, Jack. Like, really childlike and And then he laughs at himself. He goes, oh, yes. hey, Jack. Like a joke. And I, I and swear. yeah, he repeats himself again. I swear to God it was an improv thing. Because my first thought when he goes, oh, hi, Jack, is, of course, uh, the god-awful movie The Room. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. And so it's like, I, I can't help but think, like, if I had been in that position, I had gone, oh, hi, Jack. I would have laughed myself going, oh, hi, Jack. Because I sound like fucking yes. the guy from the room. I mean, that was my first thought was him laughing at himself going, oh, hi, Jack. And then realizing that's perfect for the characterization. No, that's great. And it was just, I feel like it was off the cuff. I There's literally nothing to support that. I feel that, like but. there definitely had to be some measure of off the cuff for Daniel in these moments. Like, literally. Like, like by you definition. you can't just straight out script how he is in this scene. You kind of just have to give Michael Shanks a direction, like, this is who you are, this is where you are mentally and psychologically, you know, and emotionally right I'm assuming there a lot of right onset now. adjustments to yeah. it. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it could have been, like, rigidly set. Nah. But yeah, so, and then he, like, pl- like sits on the edge of the, the dais and just, like, Kicks his, yeah, his just, feet together, like, just, hey, like, just really pumped, like, Jack chilling like, at the park. Like, half dead. Oh, literally, he's, like, like on he his says, knees. says, we're dying. Dying in front of him. <laughs> yeah, he, like, Jack literally says, we're dying in there. And he says, Sam remembered something from Jolinar, and you shouldn't use a sarcophagus anymore. It's really bad for you. And Daniel's like, what? that's ridiculous. I feel great. <laughs> 
uh, he's basically like, ignore it. And at one point, Jack says something, and Daniel completely acts like he didn't hear Jack say anything at all. Uh-huh. Like, he just dismisses the fact that Jack was talking. Yep. Uh, and is basically like, oh, hey, so, uh, uh, Shayla asked me to marry her. Yay. And you guys get to go home, uh, because... Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you guys are going home. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he says. You guys are going home tomorrow. Yeah, Shayla asked me to marry her. And Jack's like, what the... <laughs> right, like, okay. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to go home with you guys, like, take you home, make sure you get home safe and everything. And Jack's just like, this is... You know, Jack's definitely like, this is bad, but like, okay, we'll get you home and then we can fix you there. Is right. clearly what he's thinking. Yep. Don't look that gift horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get a scene with Shayla and her dad where she's helping him to the sarcophagus and she says that Daniel has to come back to her. He can't live with without her now. anymore. I feel like I've already said my piece on this a few times, so I'm just going to let this yeah. moment go by. Not with the whistling sounds, it goes over my head, but with a faint hiss as I just... Duck. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. (laughs) All right, you fucking predator. Moving Mm -hmm. on. Like, my entire note here was literally, gross. Yeah, it's bad. And then we're back in SGC, and Daniel's at the infirmary, and he's, like, sitting on the edge of the bed, but he's clearly, like, again, like, jittery, anxious. He's like, I don't want to be here. I I don't need to be here. This is Mm -hmm. stupid. Like, he literally says, like, this is stupid. I shouldn't be here. And Sam's like, Janet says your systems are all out of whack. Oh, yeah, he says, um, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. I think I made a mistake. Oh, God. Oh, it's so bad. I hate it. <laughs> and by her, I think he means heroin. She's heroin. Yeah. Heroin. Um, and then... I'm so tired. That was so funny to me. So then, like, uh, we actually get a little bit of a scene break. Not much of one, because, again, it's just Daniel and Sam again. Probably because, like... Janet was like, okay, you can leave for now, but stick with Sam. So we basically probably just followed her to her lab. Probably. I don't see how else it would have happened. Or maybe like, oh, there's someone listening to me and I need to talk about this because I have all this energy that's trying to shake out of me and she's right here, so she's going to get to listen. And she was testing on the NACO and everything too, so I guess he could pretend that his like, expertise were partly necessary or some his bullshit. expertise in NACO. They're clearly letting him he come down. He just wanted to talk yeah, to they, talk yeah. at someone. They're just letting him do talk it. to someone. He no, he wanted to talk at, at someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's talking with her in her lab while she's studying the Nakwada, and this is where he's like, you know, I, I made a mistake, I want to go back to her. He doesn't say that he loves her yet, I believe. More or less, like, I need to go back to her, I'm supposed to marry her, blah, blah, blah. And Sam's like, you remember you already have a wife, right? Had. Uh, had a wife, he immediately responds. And then, like, says, like, even if we did find her again, who's to say she'll be the same? Yeah, that's what kills me, is he doesn't say, there's another way he could have said that that yeah. would have been horrifying, like, who knows how much of her will be left? Yeah, that would have Would been indicate, a good like, wording. that she had been, like, slowly eaten Instead away or killed or something tainted, like that. But no, 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 no. They went down the other route. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure they hammered home his uh, lack of ability and, to be yeah, a human yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Human he's, he's not yeah. a human anymore. That's the thing, like, Daniel at this point is, like, off the deep off, end. Yeah. What was the, that's what Neil, that's what O'Neill said earlier was you're, um, you're gonna go off the deep end or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Oh no, dark side on us. Dark side. Go dark side on yeah. us. And she tries to she directly compares the sarcophagus to a narcotic, mm-hmm. and which he does not it, clearly like because he gets a little twitchier yeah. at the moment. And it and she says that it alters his brain chemistry. Um, <laughs> Heroin. And directly confronts him with the fact that Shayla used them to get him addicted. Thank you for pointing out that emotionally manipulative behavior for what it was. Mm-hmm. 
and Daniel reacts violently to that. Almost like an emotionally manipulated victim would. I do think it's very important to note, though, that even when he reacts violently, he never swings at her. Oh, yeah, no kudos to Daniel. He breaks things around her, Mm -hmm. and she's definitely like, oh, God, like, Mm -hmm. moves away, like, flinches and everything, and I don't blame her, but he never actually swings at her. And even later on, when Jack comes after him and he has a gun... He shoots out the light. Yes. Nowhere near Jack. Oh, yeah. No, because under, underlying, he because doesn't he want does to kill them. Because he does love these people. Yeah. It's like when you can't hypnotize somebody into into um, yeah, killing themselves. It's because you can't actually hypnotize somebody into doing something they don't actually want to do. Yeah. There's got to be some part of them that... It makes me wonder what the guard in that infirmary had done to Daniel to deserve the wailing he gets later. Well, that's what I was saying, though, is that one was much he's more a like he's just in the way. Daniel no, doesn't know. Too. He's so manic at that point, he's yeah. a wild animal. The guy's just in his way. That That's why I he's have also, a problem with that goop, yeah. which we'll, we'll no, get there. Yeah, I'll say no, that when we get there. I will there. also point out that, like like we've said, we've said before with Daniel, when he's in control, he has certain people that are important to him. Mm-hmm. And he will go to great lengths to protect and help those people. Anyone else might as well not exist. Yeah. But so that that guard is a faceless. Yeah. No. NPC that that is one hundred. I I definitely I definitely am not disagreeing with it. I just on top yeah. of that no, that absolutely. desperation definitely was coming through there. No. Where, oh yeah. On that note, because it's clearly telegraphed yeah. in his body. Yeah. Because the trivia even says it, it's a goof. Um. But it's not. And it's like, and I love it. It's like one which just clearly doesn't land, and the other ones aren't that well acted either. That one's more of like a flavor text kind of note, clearly on their site. Not well acted. I know. How dare but my you? my first instinct when I watched that scene is no, I it may, maybe the thing about the one punch not landing, I, maybe that was like a camera error. But honestly, the rest of that pun, the punching scene thing was clearly less to do with a personal attack and more to do with you're the fucking thing in my way. Yeah, there was no <laughs> form to his swing. Exactly. He was desperate and he was animalistic and he's also at this point in time in hardcore withdrawal mode oh, and yeah. he's not able to control his motor functions. I'm betting to the degree mm-hmm. he'd like. But yeah, so. so after that scene, he like storms out and Sam is smart about this and immediately goes to warn Hammond. Oh, I know. She was like, I am sensing some, uh, uh, and some while concerning she's behavior. There, Daniel storms in uh, and tries proves to, the point she's making literally. and tries to resign so that he can go back to Shayla. Um, and Jack, who's also in that room, is like, "No, you're not allowed to resign." And Daniel, again, showing like that anger coming out immediately, is like basically something like, "I didn't ask you." Mm-hmm. And like it's visible, like he's like mad when he turns on Jack in that moment because it's it just like on a just on a turn. Like he he comes in like acting like he's in control when he comes to Hammond and says, like, this is my resignation. And then Jack says, no, denied. And then he just whips around, like, I wasn't asking you. Mm-hmm. They basically are like, okay, you de- definitely need to detox. Yes. And You're they, clearly get him, they get him, you know, tied down and, like... They basically do what they do in a methadone clinic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's sedated yet. Until she says that he's sedated, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think at this point, when they're first having this conversation, they haven't sedated him yet. Oh, no, but they have, because she said he's under sedation. No, 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 um, th- they, she says that later. No, no, she says it's time for his next dose of it. No, 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 I'm saying she says he's under sedation later. Okay. There's a first initial part where mm. he is tied down to the, the, um, okay. infirmary thing, and this is when she's talking about that his cells have lost the ability to function okay. properly. And then, um, and, and Sam basically says that, like, 
uh, Teal suggests maybe we have to get him back to the sarcophagus. And Sam's like, no, that will not help. That will make things worse. Yeah. And basically says he has to go cold turkey. After this, they sedate him okay. the first time. Because they're they're because he's obviously like trying to get up from the t- the the bed and right. like saying like you're trying to kill me and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they sedate him and they watch him for a while. Like there's obviously like a time fade uh, where it's been a while and he stopped like visibly like struggling against also because he's sedated obviously, but he seems to have like mellowed mm-hmm. almost. And so Janet's like, oh maybe the worst is past at this point. And this is when she says, I'm going to go sedate him again. Yeah. And as soon as they were like, oh, maybe the worst has passed, we're like, oh, no, there's always a lull, guys. There's always a lull. <laughs> Especially when they think, oh, this is the only way I'm going to get more is if mm-hmm. I fake it for a second. Yeah, something. Then he bursts out. And again, he doesn't, he like shoves Janet away, but doesn't do much to Janet. No. Just, like, gets her away well, so that she can't she, He does literally haul her bodily over the table and throw her on the ground no, back yeah, first. Yeah. And she's, like, five foot nothing. No, so yeah, yeah. I'm he not going to say well, that yeah, he does no, nothing no, to her. He no, definitely no. assaults the shit out of her. Yeah, he, he <laughs> throws her, but then he leaves her. Yes, but you know, after full bodily yeah, throwing no. her, he leaves her alone. Well, he also yes. isn't as close to Janet as he is to I, I mean, I'm just pointing out that no, he no, does, in fact, right, hurt yeah. her. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I'm not Just because he doesn't do it effectively doesn't mean that that was and well, he definitely hurt a <laughs> yeah. lot of people and had to apologize to a lot of people oh, yeah. later. And granted, we all know exactly what was going on yeah. there, and I don't think she blamed him no, for no, no, no. it, but it just still fucking um, happened. But, like, I'm basically saying this as, in in comparison to what he does to this guard at the door, <laughs> where he just, like, punches him down to get him down first, yeah. and then just, like, stands over him and just, like, there's no form, yeah. again, because he's... he's he's an animal at this yep, point. Yep. But he's just, like, wailing down at this guy. And at this point, there's no point to him hitting him as much as he is. No, it's there's just absolutely frenzied no anger yeah. and everything. Uh, but he does get the guy's gun. Yes. That's an important detail because he runs, and again, he's, like, he's not thinking clearly. He's, he's just acting completely on instinct. And, like, he runs, looks around crazily, and winds up accidentally running into a closet instead of, yes. like, a useful door. And Jack goes after him and follows him in, like, tries to be careful and, like, Daniel. And you see Daniel, like, huddled behind one of the shelves. And as soon as Jack comes in, Daniel shoots out the light. And Jack's like, what, are you trying to kill me? And Daniel's like, no, you're trying to kill me. And Jack's like, no, we're we're not. You know, just like, and I love this scene. Okay, I love Manic Daniel. Mm -hmm. I love seeing Michael Shanks get to play Manic Daniel. That's just fun. Mm -hmm. This scene in the closet is why I love Need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This little moment where you just get to see the emotion on on tap. Yeah, he just hurts, man. And it's just like, and there's a lot of honesty going between him and Jack. And Jack actually like intimates that he's been addicted before, probably when he was in the POW camp. Um, uh, an effect afterwards. Maybe. Or you said also he's got, like, knee problems. Well, yeah, because uh, there's a line earlier in the um, episode where he's, they ACL. say, on your knees, and he goes, actually, I can't have an ACL thing. It's because Richard Dean Anderson played hockey, yeah. and he actually does have knee issues. Yeah, no, I love, I actually had to rewind that, because I was like, wait, did he just intimate that he's also gone through an addiction? Yeah, so I was thinking maybe painkillers at yeah. one point, as an option, uh, just because yeah, no. I don't necessarily know it was the POW thing. Like, well, no, off chance. Yeah, he doesn't, 
he doesn't ever say what. I mean, the opioid just... crisis is a real thing. People mm-hmm. in the 90s, that was the beginning oh, of absolutely. Purdue. Much like how uh, Purdue engineered the opioid crisis, as a part of that, doctors were just hella overprescribing oxy for fucking everything. So I could see somebody with a knee problem accidentally getting addicted to oxy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Seriously, fuck Purdue. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, so he basically intimates that he's also gone through an addiction process. And after that, he says, like, something really important. He basically says, he says, he promises Daniel he can get through it. Yes. And just, like, with so much... Conviction? Conviction in his voice. He's, he's talking quietly to Daniel this whole time. And, oh, this scene is really well shot, too. Because mm-hmm. Daniel shot out the light in this room, and they don't even do, like... And granted, the door is open mm-hmm. to a lit right. hallway, right. which is the only reason this works, because they don't like fake lights in this room. No. Jack is mostly in shadow, but he's half lit by the door yeah. light. And Daniel's right next to the door light, so he's slightly more in light than Jack, but it's just like, it's all in shadows, and it's a really good, quiet intimate moment between these two like the darkness helps make it more intimate because it's just it's just them mm-hmm. in this room and he i just the the quiet conviction that he says you can get through this mm-hmm. just makes me think two seasons later when he basically does the same thing to daniel again with light mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> that's another rough good yeah. episode so daniel breaks down and just ugly cries. Oh, yeah. Like, Michael, credit to Michael Shanks, mm. he ugly cries. No, he owns that scene with the with the crying. That was just full break. Mm-hmm. Full break. And Jack just holds him. Mm-hmm. Just holds him while he's breaking down. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice, they, they linger on that hold, too. Like, mm-hmm. you don't pull away too quickly. It's good. Such a pretty jam-packed episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so... Then we cut to uh, Hammond's office, where they're trying to talk about what to do about the situation right. <laughs> um, of that planet. And Daniel comes in, uh, visibly recovered sober, this time, and also very like sedate. Well, like, let me rephrase that: recovered. Yeah, sober. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's sober, but he's also like emotionally sober. Yes, there we like, go. Like he's very reserved. Oh, yeah, very much. Uh, and I know, like, part of it is definitely him trying to be like, okay, I have to make sure they understand that I'm in control of myself right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But I also feel like there's definitely some just, like, withdrawal aspect at that point where it's like, yeah, I'm just really tired and exhausted mm-hmm. after everything that I went through. But he's basically like, hey, uh, I think we can resolve this diplomatic- diplomatically to where we can get those slaves freed and have access to the Nakbada. And he's, like, very calm and explains everything, like, and he even says, like, I know you guys have, like, no reason to trust me right now, but, you know, I'd like you to trust me with this or whatever. And Jack just, like, looks at him while he talks about this and then turns to him and says, I want him back on IT and I trust him. Yeah. And they go back and (laughs) this is the one real scene where we're not going to talk about it, but it's, like, it just ties up a little too neatly at the end with Shayla. Yeah, they just, because he goes back, she's like, oh, you're, I didn't think, blah, blah, blah. She said, oh, because, but when he goes back, her dad clearly died. He says, sorry for the, yeah, she's crying because her dad's dead. He's like, sorry for your dad being dead. Uh, And then she, like, and we decided the only way that we are okay with this is that she's 
she knows that, like, she's lost at this point. Uh-huh. Because he's very clearly not hooked anymore. Uh-huh. So she's trying to save her own ass by being like, yeah. oh, I manipulated you. I'm so sorry. And it's like, you're still addicted. You definitely don't feel bad about this I mean, yet. let's say she was actually demonstrating some remorse. It's like, okay, cool. But remorse doesn't change no, doesn't fucking change shit. change what you did. And I'm sorry, but... Not everybody is black and white. I'm sure that there are monstrous people out there who understand their monsters mm-hmm. and feel kind of bad about it sometimes. Doesn't, doesn't stop them stop from, them doing, from it. doing it. Yeah. So, um, fuck her. She can be a slightly more nuanced bad guy, but it doesn't change her being a bad guy. Yeah, no, she's not. She is, like, we, we said, like, halfway through, right? She's the villain of this Oh, episode. she is 100% the villain. I don't, they never say, like, the, they don't specify when she was start. you know, when she got addicted, how she got addicted. She could have been a victim. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> she doesn't, the way she manipulates every situation just doesn't speak to me. Yeah, that's the thing. She's not just manipulating Daniel. She's also very clearly manipulating her father. Yeah, and every again, scene it's like too. that, like that brothel thing I brought up. Let's, yeah. you know, that that thing is something that's re- a real thing. As you'll I've see some people who are raised in that, um, the ones who survived will sometimes transition into managerial roles, and then will start becoming the people beating yep. mm-hmm. the new initiates mm-hmm. because it's a cycle. Yep, it's a cycle. A Stockholm syndrome type shit, you know. Yeah. But it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. So even if she. Let's say she was a victim. The excuses run out at a certain point. Yeah, absolutely. No. So no, I'm just, nothing is excused. She's she's clearly in... I, she looks to be extremely in control of herself, so yeah. fuck her. Yeah, no, no. You and I are in agreement. Yeah. We're, there's no disagreement here. No. We have chosen to interpret the end as her basically saving her ass, because yeah. we, don't, we don't believe her. Yeah, no. If, if, if he tells her, she asks, you know, you never really did love me, and he goes, no. I, he tells me I don't care, which I, is yeah. him just, I'm, I'm, I victims often feel the need to reassure Mm -hmm. it's a thing so it's uncomfortable as it should be and then they have this ridiculously easy moment where she kind of regretfully looks at the thing but you know you explain that she destroys it and then the scene ends the episode ends with him him comforting her her. not great which i understand what they were trying to do there they missed the mark by all of it. Yeah. Mark is we, already, we already talked about this, yeah. though, so we're not going to yeah. dig into so it again. Because we already really dug into we it. Exactly. And we don't want to... We don't want to bring the podcast yeah, down. Exactly. Because, honestly, this is a good episode. It's a very good episode. It's uncomfortable because it's supposed to be. Michael Shanks is... A tour de force in this. Yeah. Just, like, amazing. I think in the end of the day, it's a great episode because of him, and if it hadn't been for him, this would have very easily just been a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. He made dealing with the uncomfortable parts worth it. Yes. For his emotional conclusion. Yeah. So, yeah. There we go. It's kind of like how in uh, Gamekeeper, there were plenty of parts in Gamekeeper that were very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But everything else happening around it made it a worthwhile to sit in that uncomfortableness. Yeah. Because the uncomfortableness at the end of the day wasn't meaningless. Yes, exactly. So, it's a good episode. Yeah. This is not an emancipation episode. It's not even a Hathor. <laughs> Ugh. Very much not Hathor a Hathor. Hathor also fails to acknowledge. Um, oh, yeah. But, as we covered. But Hathor even worse. Yes. Yeah. So, that's this, the end of this episode. It's been a day. Right. Uh, so, uh, death tally, we're gonna give Daniel one for this, because, especially because the team thought he was dead. Again, it's one of those instances of, without a sarcophagus, 
Daniel would have died that first time. Most, most definitely. He Considering was the fact that Jack was like, he's dead. I thought he said he was still, I thought he said he was still breathing. No, no, I'm saying that, like, after that uh, scene, Jack was convinced Daniel yeah, was dead. Yeah, Well, yeah, because, like, without serious medical intervention, that was gonna be a likely crush injury death. Yeah, like, he was completely covered by oh, yeah, yeah, I know, his internal organs are probably pretty pulverized. Yeah. So that's another one of those instances where it's like, if he hadn't had the sarcophagus, yeah, he yeah. would have been dead. So we count those. Um, so yeah, so that's a death tally again. Daniel, this is your fifth. <laughs> Hell yeah. Woo! God, two seasons in and already five you know tallies. What? Sam has three. Sam, honey. Because of Jill and her. Nah, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. Are you a Jack or a Daniel this episode? Uh, huh, huh. I am a Jack. Alrighty. Um, okay, this is a hard one, honestly. Because obviously there's a lot of uncomfortable things going on in this episode. Thing is, I'm just extremely, um, in the position of we assess people's motivations differently. Yeah. I was never not under the impression that my parents were all, like, do you, even when the ulterior motive was to get their kid to eat their food, vegetables and go to sleep, yeah. I was always conscious of the concept of ulterior motive. Yeah. Therefore, nothing was ever real to me. And that was a philosophical conversation my parents were always, like, just facepalming over. Yeah. Um, but as a result of that, I was always just aware of the give and take that was life. Yeah. So those, these elements for the addiction aspect, um, the manipulation she was doing and everything, yeah. unfortunately wouldn't have worked on me uh-huh. because I would have been too busy rationalizing to myself. My friends won't blame me when they die for this. <laughs> and again, it's not me saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm better. I yeah. just from a very young age, have just never really trusted others. And mm-hmm. not because they weren't trustworthy, it's just because, again, everything was for a reason. Whether it was to get me to eat my vegetables or do my homework See, okay. or not didn't matter. You're actually saying that makes me definitely think I'm going to have to be a Daniel for this one because I have this part of me that wants to believe the best in everyone. Yes, I don't have that. Yeah. That's actually one of the biggest problems my th- in therapy, honestly, is every time I have a problem, she's like, so why do you just assume they're going for the worst? Like, because they're people and they suck? No, I've got this <laughs> weird, I'm, I'm like, I've got this weird conflict because I want to believe the best in everyone, but I'm also very realistic about the fact that, which I honestly think works really well for Daniel, Daniel yeah. in this episode, because he wants to believe that she will get talked around to doing the right thing. And my first thought to that is, that's adorable. (laughs) But he's also consciously aware of her manipulations this whole time. So, yeah, you know what? I'm a Daniel for this one. Also because of the fact that he doesn't seem to see that having the questions he's having at that dinner are making things worse. That's a very me thing to do. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Did you think about the fact that you're just as bad as the gold by keeping them in the mines? (laughs) Ah, Daniel. Word called tact. You should look uh, up sometimes. Know what that word means? Okay. It's the uh, art of making your point without making an enemy. So, Joaquin Phoenix. Weirdly enough, thumb up. It, it, okay, I'm gonna do one thumb up for the good story and all the things that we talked about that we liked. Not good stories. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the good, the, the good things that we talked Overall, about. Overall, it's a thumbs up. Thumbs down for the misrepresentation of all the things we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna excuse it. But okay. overall, the episode itself. Very much thumbs a thumbs up. up. Yes, 100%. I'm just like, I, just, I can't for this. once give up yeah. two thumbs up, because one is actually no, in, re- in, in opposition to some things. I will give you that. I'm not even gonna... I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, uh, 
that's the end of this episode. Uh, no, I don't know what's wrong with but thank Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's been a long day. We did a lot today. Hell yeah, man. Next week is uh, Thor's Chariot. Woo! Catherine Powers. I know. Let's not get into it right now. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us after that shit show, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at It's Mel, not Liss. And Liss at It's Liss Not Mel. And since this is recorded the same day as last week's episode, this same is still asterisk. Lie, yeah. <laughs> I mean, by this point you might. Hopefully. it's going to be like a week later. Hopefully. But I just because it's recorded on the same day, I like to cover my bases. Or our podcast Twitter, at Point of Origin PC. You can also email us at pointoforigincast at gmail.com or write something on the side of a tissue box and toss it through the nearest wormhole. As always, you can find links to the things we talked about during the show in the show notes. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Don't leave it in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. I know. Good. Can you imagine? That's what I'm saying. I just, I would, I would just be, I guess, weirdly disappointed if, like, the first you don't come in on this episode. If your first review was of this, I'm just like, don't you. There are easier episodes to start with, man. Can you, like, jump edit me being like, don't start with this episode. God, not the start of this episode. Yes, there we go. I'll do that. Yes, I just, uh... But yeah, if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you for joining us on our incursion through the iris, and until next time. Bye.